1: What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Laura, what do you got?
2: So we've all done it. We've all done it. Well, you know. I don't know I... what you're
1: talking about. Laura. Yeah, really. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know, Laura.
2: Most of us have done it, and I've definitely done it. Complain about gas prices, okay, because oh, they're huh. skyrocketing. And you know what?
1: I mean, not me. I got an electric car. I know. That's why I said most.
2: <laughs> most. I recanted, and I said oh, most George. of us have done it, and I have definitely done it, but the state is listening. They're they're proposing a $400 rebate because, you know, gas prices are so high. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that if this rebate goes through, mm-hmm. everybody will receive $400, but here's nice. the thing. No? Okay. Yes, nice, because, you know, I drive a lot, but it's to Everybody, like everybody in California, over the age of Mm eighteen. So people that don't drive will still get it. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I'm kind of not mad at it because everybody needs the money. But if it's for gas purposes and you don't drive, I don't know how I feel about it if you get it.
1: What about like if I get it and like I, you know, I have an electric car. My wife has a gas car. Oh, but
2: she has the car. Yeah. You know, I have a car too.
1: It just is electric. It's not like it's not like. Well, yeah,
3: but why do you care if someone else gets money for free? It's not your money.
2: I know, but it's my tax money. Well, yeah. It is kind of your money. Yeah, uh,
3: I mean, I'm just saying it would probably cost more money for them to like vet everybody. No, and that's the point. All that. so well, wait, like, yeah, let, let me bucks. let me
4: let me make a suggestion though, and and guys. You know, I like to hype it up when people I know are listening to the show. So I'll just yeah. say it like this. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know that Governor Gavin Newsom is a big, big Sedano and Cap fan, right? You guys know this?
1: I do. Okay. okay. You guys know
4: that he's a big listener? No, he, I don't. Why? He, how do you know he is? Well, he texts me like five times a show like Al right. Michaels does, right? right. Him right. and Al Michaels.
1: Oh, you're right. on a text chat with the three of them?
4: That's right. So, three so, of you? so Governor Newsom, <laughs> Governor Newsom, if you're listening right now, and I know you are because this is the time of day we're usually listening. Of course. Here, here's a concept, though. Rather than sending $400 to every person in the state of California over 18 years old, because not everybody over 18 drives, not everybody over 18 needs the gas. Why not just send it to those of us who have our vehicles registered? So maybe, I mean, there, are, maybe there are 10 million people. I'm making up a number for, for round numbers here. Maybe there are 10 million people over 18 years old in the state of California. I assure you it's much more than that. But of the, of the 10 million in my equation, Maybe 6.5 million are have registered vehicles. Why not just send the 400 bucks to everybody who's got a registered vehicle?
3: My guess is that it costs more, more. to do all that mm-hmm. than it does to just send it to everyone. Otherwise, they'd probably do that.
2: Yeah, it's a nine billion dollar proposal.
4: Jeez, are you serious? But mm-hmm.
3: well,
2: we have a surplus here. Yeah, so we have a surplus. Yeah, and they they are saying that even if you don't own a vehicle or drive a car, you will still receive it. Because of the increase in living expenses.
4: Well, that's nice. Yeah. Four hundred dollars. I wonder. Did, did they I mean, say that?
1: What's what happens when your state has been selling weed for all these years? You get. <laughs> uh, you know. You got. You got a surplus.
4: Yeah. Well, wait until gambling becomes legal in California. Then oh maybe, my God! That should maybe, have
1: happened a long time ago. I don't even understand why it's what's well, taking so damn well, long. Well, it's
4: going to happen, George. This November, when it's on the ballot, it'll it'll get voted through, and uh, and then and then gaming will be legal. But here's
1: the thing: the always the pushback, and and you know there are some states that have this, and California is one of them, where um, the the casinos on the reservations always push back, the paramutuals push back in those situations. You're saying that that's not going to matter this time around?
4: I'm saying that. And this is the only reason I have any exposure to any of this is because of my involvement in the horse racing industry.
1: Yeah, Stable Wars.
4: Right. And I know. Can we, that... can we
1: have a sequel to Stable Wars? Can we recreate one? <laughs> I,
4: I wish we could, but here's what happened, George. We had two seasons of Stable Wars. Yeah. And then we sold the franchise.
1: So we can't. How about if we, how, how about if we did, like, Stable Battle? Stable Battles instead of Stable we, we Wars. We could
4: completely change the name of it and, just, and just copy Something. the entire show's concept. We could yeah. do that.
1: I mean, Bergman, clearly a good actor. We saw it earlier today.
4: Bergman was great.
1: He was yeah. really great.
4: But these weren't actors. This was reality TV, George. I know, mm. but it's,
1: it's, it's reality-ish. It's all reality-ish.
2: First drop. Mm. Bah. Bah. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: it's reality-ish. You, you hammed it up a little bit. Yeah, well, a
4: lot of it. But there here's the thing. But I would just say this, that because of the way, like, the racetracks, you know, Santa Anita, Del Mar, Los Alamitos, et cetera, those racetracks eventually, they think they're going to have legalized gaming inside those tracks. I mean, that, that has been the expectation that in November, California will pass this law, gaming will become legal, and then places like racetracks, as an example, will become places where you'll be able to make bets on not just horses, but on games as well.
3: Stable horses, or wait, what was it called again? Stable Wars 2. Woo!
4: Now this has got to be Stable Wars like 2.0, or maybe we yeah, call yeah, it Yeah, 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 we'll just 0. call it that.
3: Stable Wars 2.0. Did
4: anybody go onto YouTube and, and search for Stable Wars so you could check me out? Nope. No, I didn't. I'm Sorry, about man. to.
3: I forgot about it, but now that now that you mentioned it, I better do that.
4: I don't know what's on there, though.
3: Yeah, I no, I'm, I'm,
4: I pass. You pass on that? Yeah, yeah. Not even going to give me a look, huh?
3: Nah. Oh, come on. You're not even curious what stable horse or what is it? a Horses? No. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it's called.
2: Honestly, I'm no, curious. because I, I, first of all, I don't have time for good TV. I'm not going to go spend on bad TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good. Sorry, Cap. That's okay.
4: And you don't know that it was bad. It was good.
2: I mean, it's canceled. No,
3: no, it wasn't
4: canceled. It's no, okay. you sold it. Oh, my, sold bad, it. my bad, my bad.
2: Oh, that means it was
3: good. so successful that someone else wanted to buy it, right?
2: Yeah.
3: That happened, Cap?
4: Yeah. Well, we hired this producer from l a and he um, he told us he had all these grandiose plans and My partner at the time, he really bought into what this guy was selling and then uh, two things happened: one, we eventually sold it to this producer, and then he took the the episodes that we had already created, and then we had hours and hours and hours of tape, and he was creating new episodes, and he was selling them around the world where people were like, "Ooh, I want Southern California and super hot people and of course. I was in the show, so when they say super Oh, no, for the
1: love right. of God.
4: And I was See? a little bit younger at the time. And, um, and so we sold it to him, and, uh, and then this guy wound up going to jail for, like, money laundering or something, and he's
1: in jail. What? Yeah, true story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, all right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, let's talk about this Russell Westbrook thing. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So all the shows today. I was on NBA today. Today. I saw First Take today. All these shows, right, are all asking the question, is the disrespect real? That's actually what I asked. uh, Actually, what I said to Jalen Rose last night on television when we were doing the studio when we were playing the highlight. I was like, yo, Jalen, the disrespect is real. And uh, I'll say this. The question has been asked a lot. Is it too disrespectful to do this to Russell Westbrook? And Russ – had the Do we have the audio? I, I mean, I'm just asking. We probably should have re- discussed this earlier. But where Russ basically said, oh, I'm looking at the box score. None of these guys have ever done anything, blah, blah, blah. And then Pat Beverly went back and was like, hey, man, I've been to two conference finals. I've been to the playoffs pretty much every year that I've been in, in the league. Like, is it a team thing or, or an individual thing? Um. And, and here's the thing. Here's what I would say, Kaplan. If you're Russell Westbrook, yeah. you spent a lot of years – yamming it on people okay yep. slamming it in their face yelling in their face when you slammed it cradling and, you the know, baby rocking the baby yep. doing all the too small t- telling guys they're too small you did all that stuff that's right and and then now on the other side of it and this happens to everyone it's kind of like in business when they tell you all the people you see on the way up you're going to see on the way down and, you know, you got to be careful with what you do to people or say to people. So there's that part of the equation. He kind of mocked a ton of people when he was awesome. <laughs> and now people are having fun at his expense and like saying, no mercy do you to you because you weren't always so nice to deal with when I played against you when you were really good. Dude, not only
4: are they mocking Russell Westbrook, they're mocking the entire Laker team. And in particular, LeBron James. I mean, I really cannot believe what I saw last night. Um, Russell Westbrook, during the game, the the air ball that he throws up. Oh, my God. And the way the guys from the Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns in particular, and Beverly.
1: Oh, Carl Anthony Towns was hilarious.
4: Dude, the way these guys clowned Russell Westbrook on the floor. Yeah unbelievable and and by the way if Russell Westbrook was playing for the Washington Wizards and they were terrible and he were terrible no one would really care no but but he plays for the Lakers and he yes. plays with LeBron yeah and the NBA is celebrating their failure yes. and when Patrick Beverly flexed in the middle of this game and then walked over to LeBron with his hands on his knees and smacked him in the butt I went okay not only is the fear factor of LeBron James gone, but the respect for LeBron James from the younger guys—not that Patrick Beverly's so young—but from the other guys in the league. Yeah, no, look-
1: but Pat has done that to LeBron before. Like Pat and LeBron, remember a couple of years ago during that Christmas game when the ball—you know—people were wondering if the ball went off LeBron or went off Bev in in the, in the last play, basically. And, and when that play went Bev's way after the, the review, Bev did the same thing to him. Like, that, that's just their weird relationship they okay, had. Okay,
4: listen, maybe so, but I don't, you know, remember it. I mean, I don't have that recollection, but what I saw last night of Patrick Beverly flexing and and kind of ridiculing Russell Westbrook and then tapping LeBron on the butt like, No, it was funny. That
1: part was funny. But I don't know if that's disrespectful. I just think he's done that to him before.
4: I don't know, man. I looked at it as not only disrespectful, but the fear factor, again, is just gone. No, the fear
1: factor of the Lakers is gone for sure. And LeBron only to an extent because of the surroundings, not necessarily because of LeBron.
4: You know what what really irritated me, though, last night, George, was was watching Russell Westbrook's postgame press conference.
1: Okay, let's hear from Russell Westbrook, though, first. Let's hear about all the stuff with Minnesota and what he said. Um, I honestly don't pay no
4: mind to it. Maybe the other guys are, and they, they weren't talking to me, um, uh, so they were talking to individual guys, particularly. But the trash talking
0: doesn't
1: bother me, none.
4: Nobody over there has done anything
1: that in this league that
4: you know make me get, cook my eyes up. Like, oh, they're talking mess, let me respond. No, so it's fine, they're good, they won a game. Uh, you know, happy for them.
0: Move
4: on to the next one. Uh, that's that. Mm-hmm. So really, you're happy for them that they won the game? Really? Did you walk over and congratulate them? Hey, nice job, fellas. Really good job. Happy for you guys. Really, I am. No, seriously, no, sincerely. you
1: didn't do that. Yeah.
4: Right. That's number one. The, number, the, the second thing that bothers me, though, is this. Here's a guy who a week ago turned himself into the victim. Oh, my God. You disrespected me. You called me Westbrick, But yet, after these guys clown him, what does he do? He sa- first he says it doesn't bother me, which we know it does because we know that somebody calling him Westbrick in the stands, not one of his colleagues, not one of his peers, not a player on the floor. Well, but I think stand. that that's
1: I think that's why he thinks that's more disrespectful though. Well, maybe he does, but he does
4: he got a problem with a fan. I mean, wouldn't him you like
1: okay, if you had criticism from another co- like a peer. If someone in sports radio took a shot at you right oh kaplan you stink blah 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 i mean yeah you'd be annoyed by it and probably go back at it but if some rando said they could do like radio better than you you'd take that more to heart for sure I you have a are you
4: i got randos saying that to me every day on twitter and i'm like hey i got a thick skin i can handle this no problem if yeah. somebody in my field actually said something like what patrick beverly did last night or carl anthony towns did last night i'd be a little bit more pissed off the point i'm trying to make is this though last week he was upset about the disrespect. Now these guys are disrespecting him, and he doesn't seem to pay any mind to it. So he, he, he can hear the fans calling him Westbrook, but I, he doesn't I, pay I, any mind to the players yeah, saying I, it to his face, I, laughing I at him.
1: I don't think that I, – I, I just don't think I, – I think those are completely different circumstances.
4: Like they, comple- but, but they're both about his personality.
1: I understand, but I think it's different when you are one of the elite players or people to do anything, regardless of what it is, sports or not. And he has been, whether he's not that or now – whether he's that now or not is different. But some mere mortal making those comments to him or making comments to him – is certainly – it would be more infuriating to me than it would be someone who is actually good at this stuff, one of the 450 in the world who are in the same league as him, yeah. per se. No, I, mean, like I that, see it differently. Yeah, I, I, I well, it differently. I, yeah, we see it completely differently. But
4: you honest. know what, though, George? But, but in the end –
1: But the Patrick Beverly stuff I totally get. Patrick Beverly has every right to be upset at him, uh, and mock him as much as he wants, because Pat Beverly went on JJ Reddick's podcast and explained it to him when Russ did that thing a couple of years ago saying, oh, Pat Bev's got you guys all f- uh, fooled, talking about the media, about him playing defense. He don't play no defense. And, you know, he Pat said that it, it took him a minute to get back on a uh, on a team like that, that teams were kind of looking at him differently because of what Russ said. and He would never forgive him for that.
4: Well, um, he he schooled and clowned Russell Westbrook last night. And then just my last thought on this, I know we can go deeper into it, but when he when he takes his shot at everybody on the Timberwolves, and he goes, well, none of those guys have ever done anything in this league, I would ask Russell Westbrook this, other than being a guy who's put up a lot of great statistics. I mean, he's one of the done?
1: 75 greatest players of all I, time.
4: I understand. But what has he ever won? Um, So, okay. so he's ridiculing those guys because they've never done anything in this league. But, yes, he has all of these – individual accolades and honors but
1: what has he done yeah but none of those guys have even that is what i, I would got
4: say. it but but come on i mean russ it doesn't bother you and then yet you take your shots back at those guys right it's being of course it bothers aggression. him
1: it, oh, oh, really thanks captain obvious yeah. of
4: course yeah yeah it bothers him should bother him it should bother lebron lebron's like i can't believe i'm a part of this disaster This has got to be the worst team lebron's ever played on
1: uh probably since like his rookie year or second year for sure All right, coming up next, Travis said something about the Dodgers that had me kind of uh, puzzled is the way I will describe it after their acquisition of Freddie Freeman.
0: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Why can't I turn off the radio? It's Look at that. Til- a little til- double shot you. of Neo for you, mm. Cap. That is pretty
4: impressive to have a Neo mentioned twice in the same broadcast. Yeah. Pretty good.
1: There you go. Now,
4: Now, Chris did mention Sloppy Joes.
1: Do you like Sloppy Joes? Um... I, mean, I hated Sloppy Joe's as a kid.
4: Yeah, like my mom used to make them. I'd be like, Ma, Ma, what's for dinner tonight, man? No, no, no.
1: My mom wouldn't make that. You don't make that in, like, a Cuban household, bro. They I used to eat that stuff at school occasionally if I had to, but that was it.
4: Nah, My mom, on the rare occasion, would make Sloppy Joe's. And, um, yeah, I just never really got into them. There was a Sloppy Joe, like, commercial back in the day for, like, some Sloppy Joe mix. I wish I oh, could remember. Oh, Hamburger Helper,
1: was. yeah. No, no, no it wasn't which.
4: Hamburger Helper, though. That that was a different product. Some kind it's of Sloppy Joe. Which. Oh, oh, Manwich. man-wich. Yeah. Right. It's not a sandwich. It's a Manwich. Right. But I think there was an Adam Sandler song. Somebody's going to have to check me on this.
3: Yeah, and he goes, Sloppy Joe, Slop, Sloppy Joe. What that's right. Come
1: that? on, shit now.
3: Sloppy Joe, Sloppy, Sloppy Joe, yeah. i trying to yeah. think of what's going That song one actually oh, was he's...
1: not terrible by
3: you. <laughs> it's the Lunch Lady song, I think. Lunch yeah, Lady.
1: Yeah.
3: How's the Lunch
4: Lady song go? I don't remember.
3: I don't know. It's the only part I remember.
4: Sloppy Joe, Sloppy, Sloppy Joe, yeah.
3: A <laughs> the water boy <laughs> <laughs>
4: a yeah weirdo. he also had another character that he did on SNL way 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 back in the day called Canteen Boy and that exactly every character was the same I was gonna
3: every... say they're they're all Canteen Boy right. all of them yeah, right every one the of them
4: thing. like they used to do Halloween they'd say now here's Adam Sandler with ideas for Halloween you go maybe you could go as one Arm pickle guy hello I have a pickle for an arm now please give me some candy that's what he did. That's what he did. That was Sandler. Mm-hmm. Sandler's texting me right now. Yeah. He's texting me. He's like, yeah. That's a really good impression of me. Oh, ah. Uh... Now, wait. Now, Al Michaels is texting me. Al Michaels is saying, Is that you doing Sandler? I'm like, Yes, Uncle Big Al. It's me.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Wait a second. Hold on. Now, Gavin Newsom Gavin is texting Newsom. me. Yeah. Gavin Newsom wants to know if he thinks that. He, he liked my idea of only sending $400 to people who have, you know, vehicles registered in the state of California. He liked save that a idea. little
1: money. Yeah. yeah. All, right.
4: All right, guys, stop texting me while I'm on the air. Please, Uncle Big Al, please stop.
1: Yes, Governor Newsom.
4: Yeah. And Adam Sandler, please stop calling me while I'm on the air.
1: I thought he was texting you, not calling you.
4: He's texting me.
1: Okay. So. Yeah, where were we? <laughs> uh Travis today I was listening to the Travis and Sliwa extravaganza this morning Mm -hmm. driving in to the TV building and they were talking about Freddie Freeman obviously and how incredible the Dodgers lineup is which by the way it is incredible like it it, that cannot be stated enough on the front end right
4: dude I saw a tweet from Jeff Passan earlier today and you know I think most of us kind of look at Passan you know he's sort of to baseball what uh I don't know is it fair to say like what Schefter is to football I don't know if there's an exact comp but pretty cool. yeah 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 Woj that's a better one um and and Passan said in his entire career 20 years of covering Major League Baseball there's never been an all-star lineup like this and George think about this Mookie Betts five-time all-star MVP Mm -hmm. Freddie Freeman five-time all-star MVP Mm -hmm. Trey Turner an all-star Max Muncie, a two-time all-star um Cody Bellinger a two-time all-star and an MVP. Um I mean JT's a two-time all-star, Pollock is an all-star, Turner's an all-star. Who am I am I missing somebody? Smith? I mean everybody on this Dodger team as it is constructed right now is an all-star.
1: It's an unbelievable lineup. I I too have never seen anything like it. It it you know those Yankees lineups when they were winning four world series or whatever pretty incredible this is better than that and i didn't think i would see lineups as good as those again and the dodgers have done that i think in a i mean easily have replicated if not surpassed that by a wide margin
4: well the other thing is this when you take a collection of great individual players statistically and you put them all together The key is you got to create a team. And the Lakers this year clearly were not able to do that. And we can blame Russell Westbrook. We can blame LeBron. We can blame, you know, coaching. We can blame front office. We can blame everybody. I would guess here, if I had to make a prediction, the Dodgers are not going to have that kind of trouble because Freddie Freeman, by all accounts, is like one of the really great guys in the game a great clubhouse guy a great leader um, a guy who produces is a pros pro i mean everything you hear about him is what, what a do you great think a guy pros is.
1: pro is
4: well to me i actually love the phrase a pros pro
1: <laughs> I, i'm not surprised
4: dude you. i love a pros pro yeah. because honestly i'll tell you right now i don't think russell westbrook has been a pros pro this year no way yeah yeah why not i know well i mean has his behavior been and has his play been as professional as it should be? No. So, I mean, Freddie Freeman, I'm I'm reading. I mean, not that I was like some Freddie Freeman expert, but by all accounts, this guy is everything you want on your team, not just from a production standpoint, but from a leadership clubhouse standpoint. Mm-hmm. Those were my questions about Russell Westbrook when they first signed him. You know, stats and production, that's one thing. Locker room leadership, The way you fit in with a team, the way you play your role, those were question marks. Matthew Stafford, superstar statistics. Could he come to the Rams and lead them to a Super Bowl? Questions answered. Russell Westbrook, Hall of Fame statistics, no championships. Could he contribute when he's got championship-caliber people around him? The answer has been no. Freddie Freeman, championship-caliber player and producer, now coming to a championship-caliber organization, I would think this is going to work out perfectly. Uh,
1: Look, I think they have great guys and guys that are easy to root for. I'm with you on that. I would also say, and you know how I feel about this, particularly at the plate, baseball is an individual sport that masquerades itself as a team sport. You you know, you're, 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 it's you versus the pitcher basically in a lot of ways. I mean, the outfield, I guess, and, and infielders defense, I would say, but at the plate, it's just you like you, you are, it, it, it truly is an individual sport in that regard when you're at the plate, right? You can't disagree with that, right?
4: No, I, I don't disagree that you are by yourself responsible in that moment yeah. for what you, what you do or don't do. Correct. You know, I mean, you're not going to go back to the bench and go, hey, it's your guys' fault. Yeah. You know, if you guys would have said, hey, batter, batter, hey, batter, batter, hey, batter, batter, a little bit louder, Yeah. that would have been better for me. Correct. So it's your fault. But but you're right. I mean, it is an individual game. But you know, George, as much as it is like that, you know, locker room chemistry, which you always tell me you don't buy into that. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. I don't.
1: It's not that I don't buy into it. I don't think it's the most important thing.
4: It may not be, but I would say that when you look at the Dodgers and you look at this lineup, tell me who on this team, like you look at and you go, bad guy locker room cancer just guys going to create problems for this team like like look at the lineup and and find me that guy because i don't see that guy on this lineup those were question marks coming into the season about russell westbrook will he fit in can this work from a chemistry standpoint will he accept his role same thing went for odell beckham yeah, no, no I Beckham don't think there's that.
1: I I don't think there's that. But in baseball you have so many more positions, right? Like I think it just it's not a it's not an apples to apples comparison. All
4: like I'm this. saying is is that on this Dodger roster, you have likable guys, you have productive players, you've got guys who have individual honors and you've got a lot of guys who have been winners and champions in their career. Um, this Dodger team, we thought last year's team should be the world's. You know, we figure, I think everybody thought the Dodgers were going to win the World Series. It ultimately didn't work out, but this is an odds-on favorite World Series team right here.
1: Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Hey, we didn't get to the Travis part of it. We'll do that at 5:45. Let's play okay. Radio Tinder right. next.
5: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Robert Half research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are
4: having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
3: I don't know about this song because I feel like we need to change it. But the fact that I've been vocal about that, I don't think it's ever going to change now. But thanks, Chris. Yeah. But thanks, Chris. So, starting with uh, the NFL, when NFL fans tune into games on Fox next season, Aaron Andrews is going to be one of the only few familiar faces after Joe Buck and Troy Aikman both left the network for ESPN. Yeah. Well, Andrews, she first joined Fox back in June of 2012, and she obviously spent a lot of years working closely with those two. Well, the news of them leave- leaving hit her really hard, as she said on her podcast this week that she began crying when she first heard the news. Have you guys ever cried or been like overly emotional when a coworker left? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap?
4: I'm going to swipe left because I can't really remember a time where I've gotten overly emotional about somebody taking off and leaving. And and by the way, and you know, in radio, it's not like hey, um, I left to go to another network to make a lot more money. Usually it's like, hey, they fired this guy, you know, or girl, or whatever. So I can't really think of a time where I got overly emotional. But Aaron Andrews and I, we we have a little bit of a history here. So, yeah, I don't know if you want to get into that, George.
3: Yeah, it has nothing to do with her. It's just no. you. I guess you yeah. don't
1: have a soul yeah. though, right? No, no. Okay, cool. George, uh, you ever get emotional? I, I did not. I've never gotten emotional like that when somebody has left. No, I mean the only time that I can, or the most recent time. I can recall getting emotional was obvious and for obvious reasons. So when Pedro Gomez passed away, but and just finding out so abruptly because I had literally called him the day before, um, it was that to me. I can, I remember. I remember when I called him on Saturday and it was weird that he didn't pick up or call me back. I remember getting the phone call, sitting and watching the Super Bowl, and like I can picture the whole thing. Um, but no, not when someone leaves. I'm usually happy if someone leaves because if they left it's because they're usually going on to bigger and better things, or in Caps' case, if they got let go, you know, I feel bad, obviously, and I I generally have gone out of my way to help people in those situations. But, yeah, I I mean, crying, the only time I've cried in a colleague situation was was Pedro that I can think of.
4: I would think Aaron Andrews is probably thinking to herself, wait a second, guys, where are you going? Hold on a second, we're a
2: team.
3: Wait, so you guys didn't cry when Greg Bergman left for Mason and
2: Ireland? No, no, I, mean, no, I, don't, no, I wouldn't say <laughs> I cried. I mean, we were sad, but not crying. I, mean,
4: I high-fived him and stuff.
2: Oh, okay. I'm just
3: curious. A fist bump. <laughs> I thought that would be like an emotional, sad day for all you guys. Nah, it's Nah, not really.
4: It. <laughs> it's more like happy tears when, when you came this direction. You know what I mean? I was, I was emotional about you joining.
3: Love you, Greg. Love you, Greg. All right. Well, speaking of crying, Baker Mayfield... Uh, His brewing frustration with the Browns took a drastic turn Thursday. I feel like every couple hours there's like a new turn in the Baker story. So he requested a trade from the Browns following when they were rumored to attempting to trade for Deshaun Watson. Apparently, then Baker Mayfield told Adam Schefter that the relationship with the Browns is too far gone to mend and that a move is in the best interest of both sides. And so far, it doesn't appear that the Browns are willing to or intend on granting his request. Do you guys think there's any way that Baker Mayfield is still the Browns starting quarterback heading into this season? Swipe left or swipe right. Sedano.
1: I mean, he's under contract, isn't
3: he? Uh, Yeah, just for the rest of this year.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, there's a chance. Uh, So, I will swipe right in saying that there's at least a chance. If he's under contract, I mean, he can say all he wants, but what is he going to do? Sit out? Okay, go ahead.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he can't. I was thinking the same thing. He can't sit out because it's a contract year for him. What's he going to do, not play when he's trying to get a contract?
1: Yeah, so he's only hurting himself. So, yeah, I would say it's a pretty decent chance he plays.
3: Cap, what do you think?
4: I'm going to swipe left for this reason. So, I'm not going to say any names, but anybody who's listened, I've talked about somebody that I'm very close with on that staff, on that coaching staff. I was talking to this person today.
1: Is that who you were talking to when I called you?
4: Yes. And let me tell you something. Um, I suspect that based on the Browns organizational kind of philosophy around Baker right now and communicating with him and off-season programming and everything, my guess is they went and tried on Deshaun Watson. It didn't work out. And they're probably still trying to figure out what they want to do. Baker Mayfield has so overestimated who he is in the NFL because I'm not sure that anybody's going to make a trade for him especially when the market's been set like look at Russell Wilson and what Seattle got in return for Russell Wilson from Denver nobody's going to give up anything close to that for Baker Mayfield and he's talking about wanting to go to to Indianapolis because they have a you know there's a hole there I don't know that Baker Mayfield understands who their coach is and if they will get along or won't my hunch is is that the Browns are trying to figure out what they want to do at quarterback, and Baker's not their first choice. That's my guess.
3: Yeah, I was kind of hoping that Deshaun Watson would end up um, – I mean, I guess he is probably going to end up in Atlanta or New Orleans. And if he does go to Atlanta, I would be okay as a Browns fan with Matt Ryan. So, you know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. But I just don't see how they can go into next season with that as their main plan, with Baker as their main plan. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's a weird, very weird situation. He's a drama queen, and he just needs to get over himself. Yeah,
4: but George is right. He is in a a final year of a deal, and he needs to come out and play. Otherwise, this guy, at best, is going to become a career backup.
1: Pretty
3: much. I think he's already at that point, to be honest. Well, look, I thought that
1: of Ryan Tannehill, too. And look at what happened to him. So, I mean, you get in the right situation, and they don't have to depend on him, much like they don't have to depend on Tannehill for their success. He only has to throw a few good passes a game. I mean, there's possibility well, that that's, that's the that's case.
3: That's what that's what the Browns have, and Baker still. Well, that's what started. the Browns
1: want to do. I don't think Baker actually wants to do
4: that. No, and Baker's yeah. just got too, he's got too much like ex, he's got too much attitude. He's got too much talking, too much social media press. Like he just needs to focus on being an NFL quarterback. He is, he like needs you to said, grow Lindsay, up. he's a drama queen. That's right. He needs to grow up. That's exactly right.
3: Yeah, the the report that Chris Mortensen said that, and I heard him like confirming today on the Cleveland station saying. Well, they asked him straight up, like, is this – the, like, the Browns apparently said that they want yeah. an adult as their quarterback, and he asked them, like, uh, is that something the Browns said? And he was like, it's not something I said. I'll tell you guys that. So, obviously, that's what they think of him. All right, yeah. well, speaking of drama queens, reality TV star Lala Kent recently became single, and she's looking for some new love in her future, but she's dating with certain criteria in mind. Is this re-
1: Lala as in Carmelo's ex-wife?
3: No, she oh. Lala Kent is from Vanderpump Rules. You oh, know, I don't
1: watch Vanderpump Rules because show show's really stupid.
3: I don't know who she is, but I found <laughs> this topic interesting. So I okay. guess she recently was on like an Amazon Live session with her fans, and she said that she recently kicked a person to the curb for not passing a background check with her private investigator. She said, quote, I'm never going to welcome someone into my life again without a full background check. And I mean in-depth. I got to see what your credit is. I need to know your family history. I need to know everything you've been involved with. I'm going deep. Do you guys think it's weird for someone to background check a person before dating them? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Um,
1: I mean, I'm going to swipe left because I don't think you need to go like that deep. I think that generally, you know, look, I haven't dated in a really long time. But what I would say is this is most people, not everybody, but most people, if you look at the numbers, meet people or date people or marry people even based on other relationships. And what I mean by that, it's just it's someone that someone else in their friend group or family knows. Right. So because of that. You can kind of do your own due diligence, and I think between that and Google, you're okay. Do I need to know somebody's credit report? I don't know. Like, I I don't know. I I have also a good BS meter. When my friends, male or female, would date someone new, my wife and I, at the time, we were just dating or maybe even just engaged or whatever. Maybe we were newlyweds. Nonetheless, we would go out with them on these dates, like a double date to dinner or whatever and drinks. And I would always, they would always ask me my opinion after the fact, and I would say more times than not I was right. I'd be like, "Oh, this this girl's good for you," or "This person, or this man, this guy's not good for you," or "This guy's good for you," or whatever. Like, I'd have my opinion on it. I I don't. I just feel like I have a pretty good BS meter. I don't need to be running credit checks. I can just tell if someone is full of crap or not.
4: I'm gonna go the other direction here. I'm going to say that getting a private investigator to give you some general information about somebody—that's
1: creepy as hell, man. It
4: is. Mm-hmm. I I acknowledge that. I've never done it before, but I will say that this this person, Lala Kent, who again I don't know who she is, and I don't know what Vanderpump Rules is. She's okay? on a really stupid show. Okay, but if you're if you're successful and famous, and and take famous out of it for a second, but let's say you're a successful person and you meet somebody isn't there a show have you guys heard about the show called euphoria on yeah on, oh, it's my yeah. favorite show i haven't seen that yet either, either but people are telling me they're like dude if you see that you're going to lose your mind because you have kids in high school especially oh, yeah, girls. Yeah,
1: you shouldn't watch that show
4: what was the name of the show that amanda our boss was talking about a couple of weeks ago that she said she'll never date again what was that Oh,
3: no, it was a movie it's called fresh okay yeah. fresh so you see that she different, said because that's spoiler alert that's about a guy, like, killing people and, like, cooking them and eating them. Like, that's totally different. <laughs> no, I got it. It's a little more
4: graphic and, and gross. But, like, if you're a successful person and you meet somebody, wanting to know what their deal is is not, like, the worst thing, I don't think. And, but, but I understand what you're saying, George, about it being creepy. Because I have a buddy of mine who's a private investigator and literally can call him and say, hey, I want to know about George Sedano. And he'll, he'll find stuff on you. And he'll say he had two bankruptcies, or in your case, probably zero. But the point I'm trying to make is they'll find this stuff out. And then if you find out, hey, I'm dating this guy, and he's gone bankrupt twice, you know that might be an important piece of information that you might want that
1: he may not offer. Yeah, but you don't think if someone's been bankrupt twice that like the people around him don't know that?
4: Well, I'm, but let's just say that you're, you're dating somebody, and they, you didn't do what you said, which is your friend has introduced you. What if you met somebody dating online? And you go out with them, and you go, "Hey, this girl's hot," and she goes, "Hey, this guy's hot. He seems like he's cool. She seems like she's cool." Let's. let's I just do think people. Thing. I
1: think. I think people leave clues, man. Like you just got to read the read the room. You know, like I, I don't know. I, don't I know, but not everybody's
4: hard. got an investigative journalism background. You know, I mean. So all I'm saying is, I, I acknowledge that it's creepy, but it's probably a good idea if creepy you're a successful AF. person.
1: Yeah,
4: it is creepy AF. You're right
1: laura what do you think i'm just
2: curious (laughs) i mean i definitely think it's creepy i have a good bs meter too so i feel like i can smell the bs a mile away so i'm good just uh deuce deuce
1: deuce deuce Mm -hmm. there you go cap deuce deuce uh
2: 22 god you're so
1: stupid All right. That's all for Radio Tinder. All right, coming up next. Let's get to what Travis said today about this dive. Do- I was, like, stunned and kind of puzzled. Stunned, puzzled, stuzzled when uh, when when Travis said what he said after the Dodgers acquired Freddie Freeman about how it changes the landscape of baseball. I, it really was surprising to me what he said. So we'll get to that in a second.
0: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify?
1: Laura, why did you say oof when, you, when we heard Adam Levine's name?
2: Because, like, mm.
1: Oh, you like him like that? Yeah, he's oh. cute. Oh, okay.
2: He's usually not my type, but he's cute. Yeah. He's a big Laker fan. He's a mm.
1: Oh, I thought you meant, like, mm, like, uh-oh.
2: No, no, like, mm-hmm.
1: Oh,
4: oh.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's a local boy, you know?
1: He is.
4: Yeah. Aren't he and Jonah Hill, like, best friends growing up?
1: I did not know that.
4: Did you guys ever hear that?
1: I had not heard
2: that. I did not know I that. I'm almost certain
4: that I I once uh, saw an interview with, I, I think it was Adam Levine. Maybe it was maybe it was the other way around, where he where they were talking about how the, these he two officiated dudes, his wedding.
1: Jonah Hill officiated Adam Levine's wedding.
4: Yeah, grew up together in L. A. knew each other as little kids, went to Hebrew school together. I mean, like the whole deal. The whole yeah, maroon
1: five front man Adam Levine and Superbad Jonah Hill were friends long before either of them were famous. Yes.
4: How about that? How do you like
2: that? You know something that? That? <laughs> that we didn't. Wow.
1: How do you like that? Isn't wow. that funny? Was it the Hebrew school thing? Like that's what it was? Must have been that. That must've stuck been. out to you? Yeah, it must have been the Hebrew. Did you school have to thing. go to Hebrew school? You know it, brother. Yeah. You Is know that you on know. Sundays as was well? like Sunday school for like Catholics and stuff? Yeah, it was like a,
4: it was like a Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday kind of a thing. Wow, 3 wow.
0: days. Oh, what I know. Lord i know and they, and they i mean literally us, good lord
4: yeah then they, they taught us how to read hebrew which is kind of funny because people will say to me well do you read hebrew and if you put hebrew in front of me i could read it. you know like i could read it yeah. and then if everybody said to me well what did all that mean i'd be like i don't know so they taught us the alphabet and they taught us how to read the language but for prayer books not for speaking the language you understand the oh, difference
2: i wanted you to translate something because i want like a saying in hebrew and tattoo it on me but really? i want someone that like can actually do it correctly
4: i'll give you the advice that you would give me you ready Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
2: Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. google it <laughs> nah bro i've done that and when i've taken it to people they're like it's wrong really yeah 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 yeah
4: oh man i better be careful this weekend when i'm using my google translator when i'm in mexico oh,
2: yeah, definitely don't do that. sucks. Yeah. Oh, it does? Yeah.
4: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. God. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, So, real quick, because we don't have a ton of time in this segment. I was listening to the Travis and Sleewick extravaganza, as I mentioned earlier. And they were talking about Freddie Freeman and all that stuff. And then Travis had like a – and he even admitted this was kind of a strange take to have as a Dodger fan, which he is, obviously. And he's like, you know, there's kind of like – too many like there's this delineation of have and have nots right haves and have nots in baseball particularly I'll, I'll let i'll let him describe it and then we can discuss it laura do we have that travis sound yeah we do let me hear it you can't have half the good players in major league baseball on one team it's just it's just not good i i i am so conflicted Lee,
4: because i love it personally I yeah. love it for my my own personal, turning on the Dodger game every night is going to be awesome because they're going to kick a whole bunch of teams' butts. I'm looking forward to it. But part of what makes sports fun is I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. I, they, they got, there has to be a chance you could lose. The reason I don't want to watch the Globetrotters is because it's not a competition. It's a It's a show. I want competition, and I don't know if this is the best competition we can get.
1: Hmm. So here's what I would say to that. Is that baseball, of all the four major professional sports here in this country, has done the best job of having more champions than anyone else? And if you look, don't go too far. Like, look at the division last year. The San Francisco Giants, if I recall correctly, were picked to finish near the bottom right. of the division mm-hmm. on most people's prediction lists or even. when it came to odds and things of that nature. They certainly weren't anywhere near the top half as far as championship expectations. They finished first in the division and won more games than the Dodgers did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, there's just numerous examples of whether it's a small market team or a team that overachieves in baseball. That happens way more often, I think, even than football, which is crazy as far as winning a championship. Because, yeah, in football there's always the turnover of, like, Four or five teams always turn over in the playoffs, uh, at, you know, in regards to the entire playoff bracket, right, of 10 to 12 teams, whatever it's been historically. But as far as as many champions, yeah, baseball, more than any of them, more than hockey, more than the NBA, certainly, and and more than football even. It, it, so I, I just don't buy that as a bad thing necessarily. Well, you, you the know, teams George, that are loaded up don't always win, Cap.
4: Yeah, you know, so you go back to the late 90s, and, you know, the Yankees were in the middle of the Derek Jeter – dynasty you know and you get into the into the 2000s the arizona diamondbacks won a world series they did the angels won a world series Mm -hmm. the florida marlins won a world series they won two in seven years right the chicago white Sox won a world series correct philadelphia st louis Mm -hmm. Uh, this is one that that might really kind of get you kansas city won the world series in 2015 i'm sure a lot of people obviously remember that yeah look here's the thing in the In the mid-90s, I can remember a time, this is kind of right after the baseball strike of 94, when in Kansas City they would have fan walkouts when the Yankees would come to town because the fans were protesting, we can't play with you guys. You know, we can't keep up financially. But the reality is teams like Oakland on very small payrolls find ways to get it done. Say, I mentioned Kansas City, Tampa Bay. There are plenty of examples of teams that find ways to compete, even with small payrolls. And then you look at other teams that have said forever, we'll never be able to compete with the Dodgers because their local cable television deal far, you know, goes way beyond what we can ever get. But yet you find a team like the San Diego Padres that has a 200 plus million dollar payroll because their owner finally decided he wants to win. Didn't work out. Nonetheless, um, here's the thing just because the Dodgers have this incredible lineup on paper, there is no guarantee that they win the division or win the World Series. They still got to go out and get it done. I don't think anybody saw the disaster that the Lakers became. Everybody has I didn't championship think anyone, expectations.
5: No,
1: people thought they would fail in the sense of winning a championship, but no one thought they'd be this.
4: Right. So, so while the Dodgers on paper look like a very clear favorite to win the World Series, you got to be healthy.
1: Injuries get, are a huge factor, right?
4: Yes. You got to have pitching, which you know there's still some question marks in the starting pitching. Yeah, Th- this is just not some automatic guarantee. Go to the World Series and give it to the Dodgers. They still got to go out and do it. So,
1: I mean, I understand- they may win it, they but they give themselves the best chance. I- I'll say that. But you're right. I don't think it's a, it's yeah, it's not a guarantee by any stretch.
4: No. And why do you think a guy like Andrew Friedman, when as as smart as you say he is, and thus far, I mean, I think you've been proven right. But why do you think a guy like that can't wait to get from an organization like Tampa to an organization like the Dodgers? Oh, I'll
1: I'll explain exactly why on the other side. We'll do that. Plus, the big news of the day, Devontae Adams to the Raiders, Allen Robinson to the Rams. We'll touch on all that in the next hour as well. Stick around. We're back in three and a half minutes.